Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Frankie Mattis. Today, I'll be talking about the 2019 NFL Draft, which is tonight. Will Kyler Murray go first overall to the Arizona Cardinals? Who are the Eagles going to take at 25? And I'll also be previewing the upcoming Sixers and Raptors series. So let's talk about the NFL Draft. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are in a very interesting predicament because you would think, okay, they moved up to 10 last year to get Josh Rosen. And they, they, there's some things to like about Josh Rosen as far as, you know, he, he's a very accurate passer. He's a smart kid. Um, and, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, their new coach, can work with, you know, really any quarterback, apparently. So you would think that they would just, you know, use this draft to build the rest of their team, whether it's take the best player at one or move back in the draft and, um, you know, build your team that way, get more picks, fill some more holes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. However, this is a much different situation because you're bringing in Cliff Kingsbury, who has a who has a you know a, a spread out system, you know a, a a spread offense system where you have to make quick short throws, and Kyler, who Cliff you know scouted in college, can do that, and and, and Kyler ran that in college as well. The, the system that Cliff's going to want to run in the NFL, so he's a better scheme fit than Josh Rosen. I'm not saying Josh Rosen couldn't fit a system, but but Kyler clearly is a better fit as far as, you know, familiarity with the system, familiarity with Cliff. So I, I feel like it does make sense. Um, and it also makes sense in, in this regard because you look at Cliff Kingsbury, there's a lot of, you know, there was a lot of eye rolling when, when they decided to hire him because he, he essentially failed in college. And it's like, well, if he failed in college, what makes you think he's going to succeed in the NFL? So Cliff knows that he, he's got to make this work. And Kyler's a guy who will fit better than Josh, and he's not going to take that risk, um, as well as Steve Kine, their general manager. So they're in a very interesting situation. I also think, too, Arizona needs to make a splash. This is a team that, you know, was, was last in the NFL last year. They're in a tough division. You have to deal with the Rams, who went to the Super Bowl last year. They'll be back. You have to deal with the, the Seahawks, who went to the playoffs last year as well. They have Russell Wilson, and as long as they have him, they're always going to be in the mix. And, and San Francisco, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be a much better team as well. You know, they're getting Jimmy G back. They made some nice upgrades on the defensive side of the ball with, with, with D. Ford and, and Quan Alexander. And, you know, if you're San Francisco at number two and Kyler Murray's taking at number one, you'd be foolish not to take Nick Bosa, who I think is the best player in the draft. So they have a bright future. So Arizona has the work cut out for them. They also want to make a splash. They also want to get the fans excited. And what better way to do that than with Kyler Murray? Um, there's some things I like about Kyler. I think Kyler is a very accurate quarterback. He's obviously very athletic. He's good pre-snap. He's got good vision, both as a passer and runner. Um, and he's a scheme fit for what Cliff wants to do. However, there is a lot of risk with Kyler. Um, you know, and I, I think this is very valid as far as a criticism and a critique about Kyler, and that's his size. Now, it's not a height thing because you've seen shorter guys like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, uh, Baker Mayfield succeed in the NFL. It's more of a weight thing because he's not short. He's not just short. He's petite. Now, the other guys I just mentioned uh, – Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, they're short and thick. Kyler is more, he's short and petite. And with his style of play and the fact that he likes to run the ball, I mean, you have to imagine, you got to think to yourself, and I think this is valid, can he take the hits, you know, at, at the higher level? You know, the NFL is a much faster game. You know, it's, you're dealing with much bigger, faster, stronger players. And when you look at his style of play and you look at other people's style of play, you know, Guys who like to run the football, guys like Q 
Cam Newton, who you know is starting to break down a bit, and and he's built like a DN. Carson Wentz, a, a, a big guy as well. He gets hurt a lot. Deshaun Watson, who may not be as big as the other two, but is a guy who's bigger than Kyler Murray, gets hurt. So these are things you need to consider. I mean, there's a lot of you know high risk, high reward here with Kyler Murray and and with Cliff Kingsbury as well. Because like I said, if he you know if he couldn't succeed in college, what makes you think he's going to succeed in the NFL? But I feel like these two kind of need each other. You know, in order to 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 maximize their potential at the NFL and make this thing work, because it could work. You know, Kyler could very well fit uh, Cliff Kingsbury's system, and you know, it could also fail because Cliff wasn't that great, wasn't great in college. And you know, what makes you think he's going to you know succeed in the NFL? And Kyler's a small guy who could get hurt, and he also have the baseball angle as well. So, you know, there there is still questions about how committed he is to the NFL. If it, if it doesn't work out, he could very well say, I'm out of here. I'm going to the MLB. So it, it's very interesting. But, you know, I give Arizona credit for thinking outside the box and trying to make a splash and, and you know, do, do something different. But I don't know if it's going to work. I would probably – see, if I had a bet – if I was a betting man as far as whether I think it's going to work or not, I would probably lean towards it not working but that's just me. It could work, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Time will tell. Now, I'm a big Eagles fan. I want to talk about some of the options that the Eagles have at 25. Um, me personally, I think their, their most pressing need is linebacker, but I, I don't know if the Eagles value linebacker as much as I would like them to because the Eagles run basically a two-linebacker system. They basically have two linebackers on the field for the majority of their defensive plays. So... And also, they haven't really brought anybody in as far as linebacker prospects to the facility. So I don't know if they're going to go linebacker. I would absolutely love if they got Devin Bush, uh, who, who's a Michigan guy. Who you know, I, I'm a big Michigan fan, so I'm a little biased. But I think Devin Bush is a good ball player. However, I don't think Devin Bush is going to be there at 25. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe I feel like there's two guys that are clearly first round talent. Clearly, top fifteen talent, possibly top ten talent, and Devin White and Devin Bush. Um, if they're not there, you know the value at linebacker kind of dips off. So you you may not want to reach it at twenty five for a second round grade talent at linebacker. So they may want to wait till the second round. Um, but then again, they may not value linebacker as much given who you know who they have not brought into their facility as far as the linebacker position is concerned. Um, I also think that left tackles is a big position of need. The Eagles value their offensive line a lot, um, but they also could, you know, do it in house. They have Big V, who's played left tackle, but he's been somewhat of a mixed bag and better at right tackle. You have Maliata, who is a physical specimen, but he's very green, so you, so they may not think he's ready. So they're going to want to try to get this thing right. The perfect scenario for me is if they can get a a tackle who can play right guard for a little bit until Brandon Brooks comes back this year or later in the year. Possibly he possibly could miss off, you know, next season. But they're the best case scenario is for them to have a, a left tackle of the future who could play right guard this year and then next year you move over to the left tackle. That would be an ideal situation. There's a lot of guys who they could potentially take. Uh, Greg Little's a guy who I like a lot. Um, you know, they're, they're, th- this is a deep tackle draft. So, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they went tackle. Um, uh, Andre Dillard is a guy I like from Washington State. But then again, he, he, he may be, you know, gone by the time the Eagles are, are, are picking. So 
you know, it's going to be very interesting. I think as far as D tackle and safety are concerned, that's a position or positions that they could go as well, but more of a long-term thing. Obviously, the Eagles signed Timmy Jernigan today, which solidifies their D tackle uh, group. So, you know, they have Fletcher Cox, uh, Malik Jackson, and now Timmy Jernigan. So, you know, they have they have somewhat, you know, they, they have depth this year, but going forward, you know, who knows if Timmy Jernigan's going to be here next year? Who knows if Malik Jackson's here next year? Because the Eagles, they have, you know, they don't really have that much money. They could very well cut him if he doesn't perform up to the contract. So they're going to need depth there. I mean, if Dexter Lawrence is there, I mean, that's great value. I think he's a top 15 player. You also have a guy in Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State who I like. Um, he's a good player. So they have options there. Safety as well. You know, right now they look good at safety with Jenkins and McLeod coming back. Hopefully McLeod's healthy, but Jenkins is going to be 32. McLeod's coming off a big knee injury. And I don't know if they're going to keep Sandejo around because if, apparently if they cut Sandejo, they get a conditional fourth-round pick for next year. So, you know, how he likes value of draft picks, so he, he may go that route. So they're going to need a, a long-term solution there given uh, Jenkins' age and, and McLeod's health concerns. Um, I, I really like the kid uh, from Mississippi State, um, uh, Jonathan Abram. I think he's a nice player, um, so that 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 may be a, a that may be an option to go um, at, at twenty five. Running back is possible, but I don't really like the running backs in this year's draft. I'm not a big fan of Josh Jacobs. Um, I think they could go with somebody later with a little bit more versatility. Now that you have Jordan Howard, who I think was the best offseason acquisition uh, for the Eagles, um, as far as what you had to give up, you know, how much you're paying him. I mean, he's going to make an immediate impact right away. And, you know, if he stays, you know, that'd be great. If not, you know, I, I feel like the Eagles still need to try to build their running back group and also look to the future as well. Cornerback's a possibility. Um, Greedy Williams would be a nice option there. DeAndre Baker as well. Um, there's a lot of good corners in this year's draft. But I don't know about the, you know, because – you look at the Eagles, right? I mean, they're a team that is built through their defensive line on the defensive side of the ball. And when they were down to, you know, Rasul Douglas and, and, and LeBlanc, I mean, they still were able to make plays because their defense, their, de their defensive line got a pass rush. So they don't really need to go out and invest that much in their, in, in their cornerback group. And they have six guys right now. You have Darby coming back on a prove-it deal. You have, you know, Jalen Mills, who is what he is, but can make plays. He's a good tackler. Who knows with Sidney Jones. Uh, they, I, I, I think Rasul Douglas is a tremendous player. Avante Maddox is going to be a stud at the slot corner position. And LeBlanc are in a spot on this team. So they may be, you know, good at cornerback. So it's going to be very interesting. They have a lot of options. Um, I like that they have a first-round pick. I like that they have two second-round picks. They have a ton of options. You know, they don't have too much uh, holes to fill, but they have some that they need to consider, but they have a lot of options. Um, I also want to talk about the Sixers and Raptors series. Um, it's going to be a tough series, I'm not going to lie. You know, the Sixers, they're, they're, they're going to be in for a, a tough task here because I, I, I think the Raptors are a well-constructed team. I feel like with the exception of their starting lineup, the Sixers – don't have any other advantage over the Raptors. Um, the Raptors have the GM advantage, the coach advantage, the depth advantage for sure. And I also think, though I love Joe Allen B and I think he's going to be an MVP someday, um, I still think that the best player between the Raptors and the Sixers 
is Kawhi Leonard. I think you got to factor in the fact that he won a championship, he was a finals MVP, and his offensive game continues to grow. I think he's the best two-way player in all of basketball. Uh, but it's still very close between him and Joel Embiid. But I feel like the Raptors just they offer a lot of you know problems for the Sixers. And also, the Raptors have had the Sixers' number. Kawhi, in particular, has had the Sixers' number. And, you know, I feel like with, 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 with the, the GM and the coaching advantages, especially coaching, um, even though Nick Nurse, you know, has only been there for a year, he's way better than Brett Brown. I'm not a Brett Brown guy. I feel like Brett Brown is the Achilles heel with this team as well as their bench. Um, but, you know, this is a well-constructed team. I think I, I feel like the Raptors general manager is one of the best in basketball. If I'm Jeannie Buss of the Lakers, I'm going to try to throw as much money as I can at this guy. This guy is a tremendous, tremendous general manager. I mean, think about this. This guy fires the coach of the year who helped his team to a one seed in Dwayne Casey, fires him. There's all these talks about trading DeMar DeRozan. They do trade DeMar DeRozan, but in the process, pull the ultimate um, rabbit out of the hat and get Kawhi Leonard, who essentially automatically becomes the best player in the East, in my opinion. Um, you could argue now that, you know, by year, now by the end of this year, Giannis has something to say about that, and, and you could definitely make an argument for that. Um, but, Kawhi, but, but getting Kawhi Leonard has reinvigorated this franchise, even if, if Kawhi Leonard hasn't, you know, or, or Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back next year, you know, and clearly they made, you know, a smart move in, in bringing in Nick Nurse. Um, they, have they have tremendous depth. Um, and I feel like even if Kawhi Leonard does leave, their GM, if he stays, uh, is going to be able to keep this team rolling and keep this team good because he's a really good general manager. So the Sixers are going to have their work cut out for him. I do like that Ben Simmons is playing very good basketball. I do like the fact that their starting lineup is starting to come together. Um, but I feel like it may be too late. Um, and they haven't had too much time together, though they're starting to build a chemistry. I just feel like the Raptors, with their depth, with Kawhi Leonard, with the coaching, I feel like it's going to be a tough matchup for the Sixers, though I do think the Sixers won't get completely outclassed like they did last year against uh, the Celtics. I feel like the Sixers will, will, in the second round, do much better than last year, but I do feel like the Raptors will win in six. But, you know, again, it's going to be a tough series, but... You know, the Sixers are peaking at the right time, so to speak. They run four straight games and, and, and you know, they had to, you know, gut out some victories and come together. Um, you know, there's some things I like, but at the end of the day, I feel like the Raptors are too much of a uh, problem for them. So I'm picking the Raptors in six. So those are my thoughts. Um, I I'm looking to do more podcasts. So feel free to follow me on Twitter. Uh, feel, feel free to follow me on uh, my YouTube account. I'll post them in the link. Um, you know, if you have any questions or concerns, please hit me up. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this, uh, from here on out. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, hopefully I can keep doing this and, uh, you know, talk to you guys about my passions about sports and, and you know, so forth. So take care, enjoy the draft and, uh, see you later.